because you're mid and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for geek stuff and wrestling you can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast you can follow us on twitter at the mid podcast and find us on youtube at the mid podcast be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment you can also support the podcast by becoming a patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and pick you a tier that fits you you can also show your support for the podcast by getting you some mid podcast gear head over to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise we have sweatshirts t-shirts stickers and much much more i am one of your hosts Catherine, here with my handsome good-looking son and co-host brendan hello people it's been a while it's been a week i know but it feels like it's been forever it's been a week i know but it just feels like it's been forever or just over a week yeah i missed you what's up bud you talk to me every day not podcasting i don't dipshit No, but we talk about the same stuff we do on podcasting. Yes, that is true. <laughs> you need to learn how to go with the flow, douche nozzle. That's not my style. Yeah. Hey, don't call me a douche nozzle. That is my new word, and that is what I will be calling people. Unless you're really, really bad, then you're going to be called either a fucktart or a cunt waffle. Better than what Nelson P.K. said. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You can tell me off the air. I will. So, Brendan. Mother. It's time to get mid with last week's AEW Dynamite and Rampage. Forbidden Door on Thursday. And we'll be dropping a special podcast on Thursday with a special guest. And we'll be discussing... The joint pay-per-view with AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And for all you fuckers who said it would bomb, kiss Tony Khan's ass. It made over $5 million. The, the numbers that come out today, just the buy-ins was 100000 Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. And that that's not even including what how many people they had at the United Center? Sixteen thousand. Exactly. They made over a million dollar gate. And that's not including the people who bought it on New Japan World. So And yeah. one of the merchant the main merchandise tables sold out of all their merchandise. Before the show even started. Yeah. We're getting a forbidden door, too. At the Tokyo Dome. Want to go to Japan? I've always wanted to go to Japan. I do, too. I want to go to a Japan wrestling show in Japan. Well, I just want to go because I like Asian history. As a historian, I just like to go to random places and look at history shit. I like Japanese wrestling, so therefore... You like Japanese women. No, I like Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. Anywho. 
dime or news. What's new with the wrestling world? It is John Cena's 20th anniversary yesterday. And they had a special tribute to him on Raw, which I thought Raw was pretty decent last night. For it but I did Monday call night. it saying that, that Vince would introduce John Cena. And I was happy that he introduced him and then he walked his candy ass out of the ring. They should have had. If Orton wasn't hurt, it should have been. It should have been Orton. Or you bring back Dwayne and have Dwayne do it. And if you couldn't have gotten him instead of Vince, I mean, you could have had Triple H come out there. Stephanie. You like him have. and Triple H had like, I think I've seen a stat, like 200 and some matches, which is the most he's had with one competitor. Damn. It was Triple H, Randy Orton, and I forgot the third person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think Vince is just like, fuck y'all. Y'all can investigate me all y'all want to. I'm going to march my little ass out here and tell y'all to suck it. <laughs> and I ain't paying you for it like I did my bitches. But what else is there? Um, um, oh, another law firm is an inve- is jumping on the investigation for Vince McMahon. That's not good. No, the more, the longer this goes, the more shit's gonna come out. Yep. And guess what? That's not good. But it's fun. It's fun watching this unfold. It's it's not fun for the people who it's happening to, but it's interesting to watch it unfold and see what comes out of it. That is true. Trying to think, do I have any more news? Um, no, but I got a I got a rant sorta. Can I do my rant now? What's it about? Ring announcers in wrestling. What's wrong with ring announcers? Um, have you ever noticed how all and this isn't? Yeah, it is. Have you ever noticed how all the female wrestlers, regardless of what company they work for, all sound alike? What do you mean? Like when they announce somebody coming to the ring, they all have that same monotone. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Voice. Well, no, not really. I mean, you can distinctly tell the different voices. Personality. I don't know, but they all sound the fucking same. I mean, can you not be creative and come up with your own distinct? call yes wheeler you the one um i'm trying to think yeah i don't really know you pay attention to that the the little lady in aw dasha if you listen to her and then listen to the chick from wwe they sound alike when they're calling their thing Go back and listen to it, and then next week you can tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. Well, it depends if I watch any WWE between 
now in that streak. Well, Brock Lesnar is going to be on SmackDown from here on out for a little while, they said. Yeah, because Roman's not showing up. And we may or may not have a new mayor of Suplex City. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta is the new mayor of Suplex City. Who is now being attacked by the Jericho Appreciation Society's henchmen, Garcia, uh, Angelo, and the other dude that used to be 2.0. Daddy Magic. Yeah. And he just grabbed a mic. But yeah, go back and listen. They all sound the same, and it's just annoying to me. Huh. Like, they all make their voices try to sound just the same, and you can't distinguish between who's who. The best ring announcer is Justin Roberts. Best female is Lillian Garcia. Yep. But anyway, let's move on into Dynamite, which happened on June 15th. And we start off with um, Jericho versus Ortiz. That's the wrong one, Mother. Oh, is it? Yes. Did I go back too far? Yes. Oh, the 18th. No? What date am I on? The 22nd. 22nd. Okay, so what do we start with? Oh, we get a Brian Danielson promo. Yes. Which we all knew was coming. Yes. He can't at Forbidden Door. Or Blood and Guts. Or Blood and Guts. I don't know who his replacement is. So. We find out he's not cleared. But he's allowed to pick his own replacement. Who will have a match at Forbidden Door against uh um what's the Zach Saber Jr. Yes. Which don't know who his replacement is. Will be interesting to see that come out. And he comes out. And then he makes all these uh accusations about he don't think Danielson's really hurt. He's just afraid of him. Maybe. Then we get another promo which is the Moxley promo. And if you don't like John Moxley promos I don't know what's wrong with you. His promos are wonderful. They're John funny. Moxley is fun. I just put love his promos. I don't even remember what he said. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he says. It's John Moxley. And he's just amazing. That is true. His song hit during Forbidden Door, I think. And I put out on Twitter, I hate this fucking song. And if you know, you know. Major League. Every time I hear that song, I think of that bitch in Major League going, I hate this fucking <laughs> song when Charlie Sheen's character comes out. So we finally get to our first match of the night. And it is 
Orange Cassidy, who is back in the ring with Rapungi Vice versus who did they wrestle? You who did United Empire? They wrestled Papa Will Ospreay. Oh, he's so cute to look at. And Aussie Open. So this was what the second time Will Ospreay's been on TV on Dynamite. Second time on technically third, but it's his third match because he said two on Dynamite, one on Rampage. Okay. So we get uh, Rocky Romero and Kyle Fletcher starting it off. And you see Will Ospreay looking at the crowd says, I don't need you. You need me. Yeah. I just love him. He's the goat. He don't give a fuck. Will is, Will is amazing. Yes, he is. And then we see Beretta gets in. Then Beretta tags in Orange Cassidy. We get OC with Davis. OC with his hands up. Pockets. Then he tags in Romero with his foot. A little cheesy for me, but that is OC's gimmick, is to be cheesy. It's fun. And then Will Ospreay comes in, and my boy goes for a ride. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Then we see uh, Ospreay and his crew in control. We see Ospreay beaten with Trent. And then we see a double Hurricane Rada on Aussie Open. I ain't too impressed with Aussie Open. And then we just have Melee. All three are taking out each other. And we see Aussie Open going after Romero. And we see OC with the orange punch on Fletcher and gets the pin. You knew they were not going to let Will Ospreay take the pin. It was going to be one of the other guys. As it should be, because Will Ospreay should never be pinned. I mean, hell, when he lost his Warrior title, he didn't get pinned. Fucking Brian Tillman Jr. got pinned. That sucks. That really sucks when somebody else gets pinned and you lose your title in like a three-way or four-way match. Well, it was a one-on-one between Osprey and Pillman. And then Casey decided to cash in his uh, number one contender chain. And then Brian Cage came out and destroyed Will Ospreay and Brian Pillman and Casey won. I think I've seen stuff of that. Then we see United Empire up on the apron. And then FTR comes out to help Orange and Rapungi Vice. Never going wrong with FTR showing up. They are the world's greatest tag teams and the living legends. Yep. So, your thoughts on that match? Uh, anytime I see Will Ospreay, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I just like to look at him. He's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, Will Ospreay's amazing. 
So. And the best part is he's got an accent. And I love boys or men with accents. I do have a t-shirt that says I love boys with accents. <laughs> so next we get a Jay Lethal promo. And says that he wants the ROH TV title and give Samoa Joe a time on when he's got to make his decision. Either he's got to show up and wrestle or he needs to vacate the title. Uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. That's what I'm thinking. And can I tell you how much I love Sanjay Ducky? Sanjay is amazing. I I like that whole trio. Sanjay yeah. with uh Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's pretty fucking cool. The uh Young Bucks and O'Reilly promo that we'll get to later on. Do you know Sanjay wrote that for them? No, I did not. Yeah. If you watch BTE you can see him there and he helped them with it. Nice. Have you seen BT this week? No, I have not. Oh, it's funny. They were trying to wait for Okada, and they get called to do their promo. And <laughs> they miss Okada, and Okada asks somebody where the Young Bucks dressing room is, and he comes and steals Nick's pants, and he has them on. Thanks for spoiling it for me, mother. You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, you've probably already seen the picture that Nick Jackson put out on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Shut the fuck up. Ah. So next, we have the promo of promos that we've all were waiting for. We get none other than Christian Cage. And he explains his side of why he did what he did last week to Jungle Boy. My first note is comes out looking like a 70s dress sitcom character. Yeah, that turtleneck was not doing it for me. I do love I love when Christian is a heel because like he's the greatest heel ever. Uh Triple H. And then he refers to the Casino Battle Royal where he got eliminated by Jungle Boy. And proceeds to say that he is a legend. Agreed. Can we hear the crowd chanting, shut the fuck up? And then he talks about social media and wrestling fans, which I agree with what he said. He proceeds to say, if you want to make my kind of money and get my check, then you need to have matches that they will talk about for years to come, not just a week after it happens. Matches that they will name pay-per-views after. Question, was he taking a jab at the one and only Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah. He was. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Love that pay-per-view. Fun pay-per-view. 
Then he proceeds to say, eat my crumbs and enjoys it and enjoy it. And then he proceeds to talk about Jungle Boy's father and says, you had a father, but he's dead. Ouch. Now, some people think he went a little too far. I'm pretty sure he would not have said that if he hadn't cleared it with Jungle Boy. Uh-huh. And then Luchasaurus comes out to the ring and begins to choke Christian. And Christian proceeds to tell Luchasaurus that he is like a son to him and they will talk in private. I'm thinking Luchasaurus is going to believe what Christian Cage says and it's going to become his muscle. I'm here for it. Long-term storytelling. Your overall thoughts on the Christian Cage promo itself? Top 10 promo of all time. Better than the MJF CM Punk one that we've watched like 50 million times? No. Nothing beats that. The best promo of all time is CM Punk's Pipe Bomb in 2011, which that was 10 years yesterday to the day, which is really funny that or it was Sunday. I forgot. It was recent. It's funny that that happened right around Cena's 20th year anniversary. I find oh, that feature funny. which we forgot to talk about with the Cena thing. So Twitter blew up yesterday or yesterday evening as they were doing tributes throughout Raw from different wrestlers to John Cena. Henceforth, there was a Jericho video. Paul Wright. Paul Wright video. And a Brian Danielson video. And a Brian Danielson video. All three of them are currently employed by All Elite Wrestling. And it was noted that WWE did contact TK to say, hey, can these people do this? TK not being a prick and a petty bitch like Vince was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's a video. You know, a 20-second video ain't gonna kill me. Plus, all these people are gonna be like, well, where are these people at? They're gonna check it out. Oh, well, they're at AEW. Maybe I need to start watching AEW. Smart marketing. Yeah, WWE fans aren't gonna... They watch AEW. They secretly like AEW, but they refuse to say anything good about AEW. That's what I'm sticking with, because fuck the casuals. Don't get me started on that. Because I can have a rant about that. So next we move on to the Young Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly promo. The Young Bucks says, yes. Says they'll probably be at the pay-per-view. And then announces the Young Bucks will be back in Bullet Club one time only. Too sweet. Too sweet. I have yet to go watch Jay White's video after the pay-per-view i heard it was like goaded so was very interesting um the media scrum was very interesting but i i seen a, a bit of it like maybe like 15 seconds jay white's talking and tk's sitting there looking at him like okay man yeah whatever 
Like he was scared to say anything. I I don't want to piss off Jay White if I ever met him in person. He's one of those you'd rather he be on your side than him chasing you. Like I'd rather be in Bullet Club and be on his good side than be the guy that standing across from him in the wrestling ring. Hold on. I can't say that I blame you. Keep talking. Uh, I don't know. The media scrum was interesting. He got pissed that nobody would help him put his title on a little thingy that holds the title. So, yeah. That's what he got pissed about. And his title fell on the floor. But he said some interesting stuff. I might have to go check it out. Sorry about that. Yeah, stayed up to 2 a.m. watching the whole thing. Dude, I was falling asleep during the pay-per-view. I was so tired. Oh, I was was wide awake during the pay-per-view. Uh-uh, near the end, I was like, come on, come on. I even got up and made coffee. (laughs) But I think all the reading I did that morning... Because I skipped church early. Like, I only went to Sunday school. Then I come home early so I could get my research proposal done before Forbidden Door. Because I was like, if I don't get it done before then, it ain't getting done. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I am so tired. Like, the second to last match, I seriously dozed off and woke up. like, what the fuck? (laughs) Sorry about that. I got cold. Had to go get my jacket. My pretty AEW jacket. So, where were we? Oh, so next we get a qualifying match for the new title, the All-Atlantic title, I believe. Yes. Okay. Tenta versus Malachi Black. Which we already know, knew who was going to win this match because of backstage politics. politics with other wrestling entities. Yes. But it was still a good match. That it was. Hate is a strong is strong between these two. I put. Yeah, I just want this. Hate flow through you, and join the dark side and become a Sith Lord. I just want this House of Black feud, that Triangle feud, to be over. It's gone on for too long. Like I like long term storytelling. But this is long-term storytelling for no reason. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the match. We see Black beating the hell out of Penta. Then Penta gets some offense going. Penta trying to pick up Black and can't do it because of his back. Seems like he might have tweaked it or something. Black does a moonsault onto Penta. Penta with a crawl to Black for the cover. And then we see Black gets his foot on the rope to break the count. And then we see Malachi with the heel kick gets the pin. And then we see Pat comes down and we get a Miro promo. I'm so glad Miro's back. We love Miro. So now we're going to have Malachi Black, the Bastard Pack, and Miro, and whoever New Japan sends. In a four-way for the All-Atlantic title. Can't wait. Fun match. 
Four ways are fun. Yes. I'm rooting for Mira. Ways. I mean, I could have a four-way with, with some people. I won't say names. Anywho, but... let's move on. Just saying. Anywho, let's move on. Next, Next. we get... I was moving on. I'm kidding. I'm being good, even though I may or may not be hydrated. <laughs> I cannot confirm how many drinks I own right now. Three. So next we get Silas Young, who I've never heard of, versus Hangman Adam Page. And of course, we're going to have Adam Cole Bebe on commentary. Good. So when Silas Young come out, I put in my notes, he is giving me Jake the Snake Roberts vibes. He kind of looked like he could be the Butcher's twin. Yeah, I thought they repackaged the Butcher for a second. I was like, no, I think he has tattoos. Then we see some grappling going on. And then we see Hangman with a boot to Young's face. And then Hangman with a moonsaw off the top rope. We see Hangman setting up for the buckshot. And Young crawls out of the ring. And then Hangman gets the win. And then Adam Cole it gets on the mic. And then Switchblade Jay White interrupts Adam Cole. Says he wouldn't wrestle Cole because Cole has lost two times to Hangman. And then we see Hangman teeing off on Jay White. What the fuck, man? Well, then Adam Cole comes down to the ring. Then we see Adam Cole picks up Jay White's IWGP title. It looks like he's going to whack Jay White with it. And he gives it to him. And then we hear the coin flip. Okada. The Rainmaker himself. Okada. He's coming to the ring and going after White and Cole. Your thoughts on the match and the aftermath? The match was good. The aftermath was better because I got to see Adam Cole and Jay White, and Okada, and Hangman go at it. So it was fun. Wasn't there rumors that Okada wasn't even going to be at Forbidden Door? Yeah. I think, like, his wife was expecting a child or something. I think it was more of wrestling politics than anything. Oh, I was thinking that I had read somewhere from New Japan. They said he wasn't going to be there because his wife was expecting a child. So then we get a baddies promo. Can I tell you how much I love Stokely? The baddies as a whole right now are amazing. Like, they were good, then they got Stokely. Now they're amazing. I just love Stokely. And I like him especially with Jade. Then I put in my notes... I like Statlander and Athena. Like them as a tag? Question mark. 
Mm, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't want them as like a tag team, tag team right now. Because Athena needs to be the next TBS champion. I'm sorry, Jade, I like you, but I like Athena more. She was on dark tonight. So next, we get Marina Shafir versus your girl, Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm won. Tony Storm won. Not without taking some brutality from Shafir. Put her in an arm breaker. She yeah, Shafir. Shafir's looking better in the ring. I can see improvement. Is she looking better? Still don't know how to feel about it. But she needs a mouthpiece though. She's not good on promos. She needs a mouthpiece. Put her with Dan Lambert and American Top Team. No. They I mean, she's already a badass. Her and Paige Van Zandt against the baddies. No. Um I don't know. Let's see. Mark Sterling's doing stuff with Tony Nese. I don't know. No. I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to figure something out for fantasy booking world inside my head. It's mm-hmm. kind of why I created it. Put- what? Go ahead. That's why you created your YouTube channel. Well, it's kind of why I created YouTube series. Mm-hmm. I watched some for of that. Fantasy booking and doing whatever the hell I want. It's my universe. So if I want somebody in WWE to show up on AEW, oh fucking well. It's going to fucking happen. It's my universe. Nobody's stopping me. I am the wrestling god right now. Okay, can I get back to this match? Yes. Enough of self-promoting yourself. I put Shafir looking good against Storm. Then we see Storm mount some offense. We I noticed Nala Rose was out there with Shafir. I'm like, I'm down. I love me some Nala Rose. Storm with the pin. And then we see Nala Rose attack Tony Storm. And Thunder Rosa comes down to the ring to even the odds. Setting up Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm at Forbidden Door. Which is the first ever women's match on a New Japan pay-per-view. Oh. Interesting. So our next match, we have Chris Jericho, the wizard, and the murder bird, Lance Archer. Versus Moxley and Tanahashi. Tanahashi. I wrote something and I can't read my writing. I got the Tana part. I can't read the rest of it. Yeah, you're not familiar with a lot of the New Japan guys. No, I was writing and watching at the same time. So that's why. And I was writing his name and watching him beat the shit out of people. Yeah, Tanahashi. Tanahashi beating the shit out of people is amazing. So is Moxley. 
you know, just seeing people beat the shit out of each other is amazing. Which is why we watch wrestling. And hockey. And I watch <laughs> UFC. And I watch boxing. Yeah. I remember watching boxing with your grandfather. Papa Doug I'm, loves some boxing. I mean, hell, there was some boxing going on in the Angels-Mariners game on Sunday. I heard. But yeah, that was the only reason Grandma had Showtime on cable was for boxing for Grandpa. <laughs> we got that back, so now I'm able to watch boxing. All right, let's get back to our match. We see Archer drop Tanahashi, and then we see Jericho and Tanahashi going at it. We get Moxley in, and Moxley begins to bite Jericho. Yeah. I put Jericho looking like he had a good night with some girl. (laughs) Then we see Sammy Guevara at ringside. Then we finally get Moxley and Archer going at it. And as Archer is hitting Moxley, you can hear Moxley yelling, come on. Moxley looks to be in trouble. Then we see Jericho back in taking it to Moxley. Archer and Jericho have isolated Moxley. Moxley finally makes the tag. And Mox goes flying on Archer. (laughs) Then we see Chris Jericho with the walls of Jericho or Tanahashi. Then Mox hits a a cutter on Jericho. And Tanahashi pins Lance Archer. And then we see good old Eddie Kingston teeing off on Jericho. Then we see Wheeler Yuta. And then we see the crazy Suzuki walking down to the ramp, going at it with Yuta. Murder, Grandpa. There is hell outside the ring. Everybody's fighting. And inside that ring, we have a standoff between Moxley and Tanahashi, who will be facing each other for the interim AEW World Heavyweight title at Forbidden Door. Yeah, why is that like the greatest thing to ever happen in AEW? You got Tanahashi and Moxley staring down each other while there's just a huge fucking fight going around on the outside. Me, per- oh, everybody was bitching about that. Me personally, I enjoyed it. But everybody was bitching about that. Well, didn't understand it. about everything, so who cares? But I like it. I like chaos. I'm the queen of chaos. I'm the queen of chaos. Can we go back real quick to the Black Penta match? Okay. So. Never mind. Well, don't, I really don't, need them to, uh, huh? Don't leave me on a cliffhanger like that. I really would have rather seen Penta win and end up in that four-way for Forbidden Door. Yeah. But sometimes backstage politics gets in the way. It's nothing really Tony Khan could have done. 
like we would have gotten Andrade versus Willow Spray. That match oh, would have been fucking amazing. That match would have been freaking on fire. Like Willow Spray versus Orange Cassidy was fucking awesome. Andrade versus Willow Spray would have been an eight star match. And I'm giving Orange Cassidy and Willow Spray like a 7.99. But yeah, backstage politics and wrestling, not fun. Don't recommend it. So, your top five moments from Dynamite. Oh, fuck. Um, I need to go through mine real quick. Yeah. Number five, the Moxley Tanahashi Jericho Archer match. Number four, the Black and Penta match. Number three, Danielson getting to pick his replacement, and we will not find out until the match at Forbidden Door. Number two, Will Ospreay match, because anytime Papa Will's in a ring, it is going to be a top one or two. And number one, the Christian Cage promo. So, number one is, I'm going one through five this time. I don't care. Number one's the Ospreay match, because, you know, fucking Will Ospreay is amazing, and I love that guy. I want to meet that guy one day. I want to put him in my bed one day. Oh, so, yeah, say that out loud. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, two is Tanahashi and Moxley just staring dead into each other's eyes while there's a fight around them. Pretty fun. Three, the Christian Cage promo. Four, Tony Storm. And five, the Young Bucks saying they're going to be in Bullet Club for one night only. Nice. So, hey, I can get us tickets for WWE and Raleigh. No, thank you. The Goo Goo Dolls in Raleigh? They only have big like. Big Time Rush. I would go to a Big Time Rush concert. They're coming to Raleigh. My friend gets to see them on Friday. Ario Speedwagon, hell yeah. Oh, I love Ario Speedwagon. How do you do? Yeah, I got an email the other day from Ticketmaster. <laughs> we have $20 SmackDown tickets. I'm like, yeah, no. All right, so moving on to Rampage. Rampage starts off with Ray Phoenix and our boy Andrade Elito. I was impressed with Jericho's pronounce, uh, pronunciation of Andrade. Jerry, when Jericho retires, he will be a commentator. Can I say how much I love Alex as a manager? Alex is amazing. So into the match, Phoenix with a Hurricane Rada. And then we see Andrade do one of his own. Then we see on uh on let me say this again. Andrade, get my brain working, with a boot to Phoenix's face. 
And then we see multiple suplexes on poor Phoenix. And then it's reversed and Phoenix starts suplexing Andrade. Then we see Phoenix from the top rope taking out Andrade outside the ring. Andrade pushes Phoenix off the rope and he lands outside and flips onto the ramp. That looked very dangerous. Yeah, but dangerous is fun. Then we see Phoenix to the top rope. He drop kicks, follows with a head drop, and only gets a two count. Then I notice Andrade has a rip in his pants, and I could not take my eyes off of that rip in his pants. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going to say anything about it. Cause I was hoping that rip would keep going up. <sighs> Just saying. Just saying. Then we see Phoenix doing the tightrope walk on Andrade, and Andrade pulls the rope. And Phoenix falls. Then we see Phoenix rolling Andrade back into the ring. And we see the newest member of Andrade's little group come out to help Andrade. And he ain't looking too bad neither. (laughs) Give me him every day, all day. I need to see more of him. I need to see him physically wrestle in that AEW ring. Roosh is fine. Andrade gets the win. And then we see where Roosh takes off Phoenix's mask. And then Penta comes running down with the shovel. During this match, we see... um, Jose, the assistant, hand Andrade the iPad, which gets taken away by the ref. And then we end up with Alex and Jose in the ring. That's the match I didn't know I needed? Yeah, that's the match everybody didn't know they needed. And on Friday night, I am sure that Tony Khan's Twitter blew up with everybody saying, we need Jose and Alex, earlier today, Jose the assistant posted something on Twitter. Oh, he said he has big plans talking to uh, Andrade. And I said, do you have big plans for a match with Alex? And he replied back with a face palm. <laughs> and he proceeded to tell everybody on Twitter Friday night, please do not tweet at Tony Khan for this match. No, please tweet at Tony Khan for this match. So everybody needs to tweet Tony Khan for this match. Because this is a match we did not realize we really need. Speaking of TK real quick. Speaking of TK real quick. To everybody making fun of Tony Khan for the way he hugs people. You have never been hugged in your life. And you've never been fucking loved. And fuck you, TK cares about his wrestlers, so fuck you, and some of that's probably racist, because you don't see people attack Vince McMahon, you don't see these people go after uh, Vince Russo, 
don't see these people go after Eric Bischoff. They all stand behind Eric Bischoff. But when a Middle Eastern man starts a wrestling company, a successful wrestling company in its first three years, you don't like said man. Not because he's trying to compete with WWE, but I think it goes a little bit further than that. And I just saw a tweet that thinks the same way. So, yeah. I've seen those tweets. I've seen those tweets. And somebody put, he's just, he's just really excited. And he's a good hype man. And I replied, I need Tony Khan as my hype man to make, make me get through graduate school. (laughs) If I had a hype man like that, I'd be rolling through grad school. (laughs) So, Blue Fox on Twitter, thank you for pointing that out. I agree with that. That oh, I yeah, think I follow, I follow Blue Fox. We need I to think, see if we can get, get them on the podcast to talk wrestling. I think a lot of it revolves around them being racist. Could be. But anywho, let's continue with our rampage. It's not working with the fridge. That's my right. Hello. I'm listening. I'm upset. My Twitter is not working. Eh, it's just Twitter. Who cares? Under Rampage. What? It's oh. just Twitter. Who cares? Let's move on with Rampage. Oh, I'm sorry. There was there was a tweet about Will Osprey and I started looking at Von Will. Ma'am, we're podcasting. <laughs> oh, the first thing, when I got my MacBook, the first thing I did was change my background to Will Osprey. I cannot confirm or deny that my background for my Zoom is a United Empire logo. I cannot confirm or deny that I spent almost $100 on merchandise Sunday. One of them happened to be a United Empire t-shirt. Anywho, what happened next on Rampage? Oh, next we get Eddie Kingston promo. Love Eddie Kingston. Love Eddie Kingston promos. Kingston says to Chris Jericho, whom he calls a coward, I want to see how a coward's blood tastes. I put in my notes, Kingston is officially a vampire. Yeah. Blood and Guts is going to be fun. And then it goes back to commentary. And Chris Jericho goes, he wants to taste my blood. That's sick. What kind of deranged person is this? Jericho on commentary is amazing. Then we get a Swerve Lee promo. We still got a little tension going on in in the Swerve for Our Glory camp. Swerve is wanting some love. Lee says, we can get there. And Lee also proceeds to say, no. We do have to keep winning. They may have their sights set on those AEW tag team belts. The best part of this promo 
was when Swerve tried to say indubitably. Indub... I can't even say it. <laughs> the Keith Lee word. word. Brain. Yes. It's a small word for... It's a big word for a small brain like yours. The Keith Lee word. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. I'm just going to call indubitably... Yeah, I can't say it. Indubitless. It's the Keith Lee word, okay? Ooh, you want to go to Dallas in August? Uh, no, I want to go to Chicago on the first week of September. Impact Wrestling announces TV tapings in Dallas for August. Okay, I want to go to Chicago on the first week of September. I don't want to go to Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Well, guess what? I haven't. So we're going to All Out because I fucking say so. Um, who the hell you think you are, you little bitch? You know that money I have saved in that my bank account? I will take some of it. If you come up here, I will get the all-out tickets. No, if you... That means I have to deal with your dad. You're I'll just like... fly into Chicago and stay in Chicago. You... No, we are going to All Out, and too bad, we're going. I no, will, no, no. I will find some way to get there, and I will buy the tickets. I will go, but anyway. Uh, I got my Twitter fixed, and here comes Will Stop. We're podcasting, ma'am. Yeah, you were talking about going to All Out in Chicago. So as you were doing that, I was scrolling through my Twitter. Yes, and you're going with me. All right, next. A tag team we didn't know we needed, but we have Serena Deep and uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, they just, like, absolutely dominated whoever they were wrestling. Yeah, they were called jobbers. Yeah. How do you think Mercedes Martinez is? Mid-30s? Late-30s? She's 45. Oh, fuck. She dropped that on... She was a guest on Busted Open this past Friday, and she's 45. Did not know that. Yep. I was like, you don't look 45. No, she doesn't. All right, into the match. We see a new look for Serena Deeb. She's got her hair down. Normally, she has it up in a little bun on top of her head. What I call a flick bun. You can just come by and flick it. My niece, Becca, does that. Puts her hair up on top of her head, and her mama comes by and just flicks it. Uh-huh. So we see Serena Deeb starting off. And then we see Martinez slams the jobber. Deeb makes a blind tag. Then we have both of them in the ring, making both of the jobbers tap. However, there was a mishap between Deeb and Martinez that may or may not come into play in future match. 
Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Serena D versus Mercedes Martinez for the Ring of Honor's Women's Championship. Then we get a Tully Blanchard promo? Like, where the fuck they dig this dude up at? I thought oh. once FTR fired him that he was, like, dead and gone. Did you not watch Supercard of Honor? I did. I knew he was there. I'm just, we ain't seen him in a while. You don't get my jokes. My jokes are way above your pay scale. You don't pay me. Technically, no, fuck, I don't. How much fucking merchandise I got here at my house for you? You know what I mean. If your fucking tail don't come down and get it, I'm going to start wearing it myself. It's big enough I can sleep in it. It's going to be my new night stuff. Tell it to me. My new pajamas. I know I need to. I keep forgetting. And I had to go out today, and I was like, shit. I went straight to Barnes and Noble, and then I stopped by your Nana's house and checked on Nana because she wasn't feeling good Sunday. She was sick. I also need to see if my need you to see if my Adam Cole shirt's here because I can't find it here. Uh, I haven't seen it. You've had it up there. You've had it on since you've been back. No, I haven't. I'm pretty sure you have. Anywho. Anyway, why are we arguing over your clothes? <laughs> because we can. It's our podcast and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yes. So then we get a Jonathan Grisham. Like, dude, just roll up somewhere. Like, ain't seen you since the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And Lee Moriarty. And they get interrupted by the grave man. I mean, Tully Blanchard. So, are we setting up a Grisham Moriarty versus two of Tully Blanchard's guys? Probably. And then it'll be Grisham versus Brian Cage for the Ring of Honor title. Maybe. And then next, our next match is DKC from the LA Dojo versus Send Hook. Yeah. Hook wins. Of course, Hook wins. But before we actually get into this match, what are your thoughts about sending Hook to New Japan to wrestle? Sent Hook everywhere. All right, so let's get into the match. Hook takes him down early. Then we see DKC with a jab to Hook's face. This looks like it's the first real matchup for Hook. Then we see Hook sends him flying. And Jericho on commentary goes, Hookamania running wild. Yes, we love Hookamania. And Hook with, what is his move called? The Red Rum? Yeah. And he gets the win. I mean, you could buy, if you can get the rights to that, you can sell a lot of t-shirts that says Hookamania. They probably will. So, our next and main event match features Jeff Cobb from United Empire versus Cash Wheeler from FTR. Really interesting. Really fun. 
Love the pre-match promo. Cobb has his knee wrapped, question mark. Then they lock up, and I put, Cobb is much bigger than Cash. Well, yeah. And we see Cash Wheeler with an arm push, and Jeff Cobb just stands there like a like a house. Like, he don't even move. I was like, Doug, what are you trying to do here, bud? Yeah. Then we hear Jericho says that Jeff Cobb is his sports entertainer of the week. And poor Cash Wheeler is trying everything. And we see Cobb sends Cash for a ride to the outside of the ring. Cash with chops, not really phasing Jeff Cobb. Then we see Cash with a power bomb, and he gets a two count. And then we see Cobb get the pin and the win. And then the shit hits the fan. My next note, fuck yeah, pop a wheel in a tank top. And that's how the show ends. I may or may not have to go change some clothes. Oh, God. Then we see mayhem between United Empire, Rapongi Vice, OC, and FTR. <laughs> and while that is going on down at the ring, your boy, Eddie Kingston comes out and begins attacking Jericho. They begin fighting in the crowd. Kingston takes a freaking ink pen and tries to stab Chris Jericho with an ink pen. <laughs> and Taz goes, Dude, we are all out of ink pants. Uh, that was amazing. And he yeah. just showed up. And I was like, I'm gonna fuck the, gonna fuck this dude up. It's like, I'm gonna wreck shit, dude. It's like, Jericho. Well, that's going on. My what the fuck moment. The cameras go back to the shit going on. Outside the ring, in the ring, whatever. And fucking little bitch boy Arch Cassidy is choking Papa Will. Motherfucker, get your hands off a of wheel. You're a Willow Spray bandwagon. You can kiss my ass, Brendan Nicholas. <laughs> How dare he choke the goat? The belly goat. Then my last note is brawls at the end of the shows are great. Everybody was bitching about brawl at the end of the show. So just do more brawls at the end of the shows. I love shows that are balls to the wall. Straight action. I don't even realize it's 10 o'clock and it's time for the show to go off or it's 11 o'clock and it's time for the show to go off. Like, if I'm watching, like, most of the time, if I'm watching a WWE event, I'm checking my phone to see what time it is, how much longer I got to endure this bullshit. Which I will say, I did not do that Monday night. I thoroughly enjoyed the bits and pieces of Raw that I watched. I had it on, but was having to do some reading so I was kind of like watching just really wanting to see the John Cena stuff while I was reading about Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation 
Yeah, I turned it off after the Cody promo. Or here. I turned it off after the Cena stuff. Then I saw on Twitter that Cody had a promo. So then I turned it back on. Then I turned it back off. So your thoughts on Dynamite? I mean, Rampage. Uh, I may or may not be intoxicated by now. Always. Rampage gave us the match we never knew we needed. Alex and Jose. Yep. Alex and Jose. And, uh, anything else happened? No? That's it? No? I mean, we're going to talk about Forbidden Door on Thursday with our special guest. Can't wait for that. Which I also, oh, dummy mom forgot to start recording the buy-in. So it was like 15 minutes into the buy-in. I'm like, why the fuck isn't the light not on the box? Then I realized it wasn't recording. Because when I order the pay-per-view, I have to set it up if I want it to record to my TV. I have to click it then after I buy it or it won't record. I can't go in and record it. It's done this twice now. I ordered a pay-per-view. says to record. And we click the record thing. Order and record doesn't record. So, Xfinity, fix your shit, bozos. Yeah, fix your shit. Well, at least you have an easy time ordering your shit. You should see the bullshit I got to go through with DirecTV and AT&T just to order a damn pay-per-view. Yeah, I just got to go click. Yeah, I can't even fucking do that. Anyways. Like, I have to go around my head to get to my ass or something. Anyways, I have nothing else to add. I uh, do want to give a shout out to um the, uh, oh, shit. What is the name of that podcast? Brendan Nicholas. I forgot. I don't know. Hold on. Let me, let me look it up. The Variant Vendetta podcast. They gave us a shout out last week on their podcast as they were reviewing Pulp Fiction and were debating the previous movie they watched and reviewed. And uh, Matt, one of the hosts of the podcast, goes, yeah, that movie was mid. So we've got Matt using the word mid on his podcast. Good. So a shout out to to Matt and Annabelle from the uh, Variant Vendetta podcast. Check them out on all your podcast platforms. You can follow them on Twitter at Variant Vendetta Podcast. Go listen. They're hilarious. That might be a new segment. We do a shout out to a podcast. But other than that, I have nothing else. And we'll try to be back tomorrow with our Geek stuff. I still got to go watch the season finale of Obi Wan. We got to do that, and Miss Marvel. And then we'll be back Thursday with a special wrestling podcast, Forbidden Door.
But anywho. Anyhow, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, YouTube, check out our merch at themidpodcast.com. Leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Until Thursday, we are mid out. Goodbye, people of the interweb.